What's going on, man? It's time for the uh, the smoothest, the realest podcast duel in all the land. We're keeping it real with the Big Boy Live Podcast with your boy, Professor. Mm. You don't need no 50 shades of gray for this one. It's Professor X. <laughs> yeah. Just call me Christian. Just call me Christian. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing this evening? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Had a uh, had a good had a successful uh, photography weekend in uh, Farmersburg for the Easter egg hunt and Easter bunny and stuff. I was gonna say you uh, you seem like you was pretty active this weekend. And with that being said, before we go any further, quick little shout out: Happy Easter, everyone! Thank you for tuning yeah. in the uh, Easter podcast. We hope you guys had a great day today and enjoyed all the time in the world with your families and your loved ones. But yeah, man, uh, it was a pretty good weekend. The weather was nice, a little chilly, you know, but it was nice, though. It's just funny how things kind of worked out. Um, <clears throat> so I met this guy. But how it all started was this I hear, man. So I met this guy, gosh, I think last year. We were just sitting there talking outside the Dollar General, and it was a good conversation. You know, I told him I do photography too. You know, and out of nowhere this year, this dude calls me up on out of, out of the blue and is asking, "Hey, if uh, if I'd be interested in doing some photography pictures, you know, for Farmersburg for for Easter Bunny, you know, because he's gonna dress up as Easter Bunny and take pictures for the community and stuff." And I was like, "All right, good." That sounds good. So I went down there and we talked and got everything lined out. And then, um, dude, it's crazy how things work out and things happen. So I got there on fr- on Saturday. So it was Friday and Saturday. And uh, I guess one of the council members said, hey, their Easter Bunny bailed on them. So they asked him if he could end the Easter egg uh, as far as Easter Bunny and stuff. So he looked at me and told me, hey, come on, you're going to be doing pictures for the whole Easter egg hunt for Farmersburg. And uh, Farmersburg's Easter egg kind of like one of the largest ones around. Oh, hey, there so you I, go. So I was out there doing uh, Easter, doing pictures, man, out there at the Easter egg hunt. And I know a lot of them got posted on their Farmersburg website and stuff. And I began requests. I made what I did with them in a Google Drive or Cloud. I began requests by a bunch of people that have access to it. So, other than that, man, that's pretty uh, a pretty successful weekend. No, on the photography aspect of it. From uh, I'm sorry, what was that again? Drop, yeah. uh, sponsor drop. Go ahead, sponsor drop. Yeah, no, territory photography. You know, just let everybody know we do have a special going on for your seniors in high school out there or seniors in college. Uh, $175 for your photo shoot. That's of edits and all, and free online storage. So check out Terry Dirty Photography on Facebook. So how was your weekend? 
well, I didn't make, I did not uh, make a name for myself that's going to last, you know, <clears throat> throughout the business world, but I got to spend uh, the weekend with my children. So it was, uh, it was a really good weekend, man. Um, I did something that, uh, that I told myself I was never going to do again. I set foot, I, I, I sat foot inside of a, of a kingdom hall. And, oh. uh, for any of, uh, any listeners who do not know what a kingdom hall is, uh, it's a place of worship. Um, that is, you know, that's, that's what, uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses call their place of worship. And uh, I was raised very, very differently. Um, my ex-wife, however, herself was raised very, very differently. So when it comes to the background, as far as like a religious aspect goes, you know, we've always tried to support our children um, from both fronts, you know, both parents, even though you know, we don't fully understand or we don't fully practice or support the other one's beliefs. We've always tried to encourage the children to, you know, explore those, you know, and, and make their own choices and everything like that. Well, <clears throat> Friday night happened to be the, uh, the uh, Easter service for, for them. And uh, I got a, I got a call earlier in the week last week <clears throat> well i guess this week still sorry um i had spoke with my ex-wife and she told me that the that uh, she and the children would you know really like if i would attend and the kids were really really excited about it and they really wanted me to be there and everything like that and you know everything just happened to work out um you know we had friday off of work this week um, so I was able to go and I was able to be there and, uh, and I was able to be there to support my kids. And that was what led into, you know, my weekend. And it was, it was, it was pretty awesome. Even though, you know, I myself personally was uncomfortable as far as like what was being taught. I was happy and I was proud and I actually looked at myself in a positive light you know, for the fact that I pushed all that aside so that I could be there for my kids, man. It was, it was really awesome. It was really eye-opening. I was really, truly humbled to be able to be a part of that. That's good, man. That's good. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice well, for your kids, even though you may not agree with the situation or, or what the situation may be, but as being as a parent, Sometimes you got to look beyond that. That is your flesh and blood. You got to support them, whatever they do. You know, you may not agree with it, but as being as far as a parent, you have to support them. Yeah. That's honestly, you know, I've been guilty over the, over the years of not always being that way. Um, unfortunately, <clears throat> I wish I could take some of the lessons I've learned in the last two and a half, three years, actually the last four years of my life. I wish I could take some of those lessons that I've learned and apply them earlier in my life. Whenever I was still at home with my kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, 
I just wish I had the opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. You know, because at that time, you're raised a certain way, you're brought up to believe a certain way, this, that, and the other. It's, it, it's hard sometimes to accept other people, other faiths, other beliefs, you know, for just simply being who they are. And I, I think that's a rut that we all fall into. And I was really happy, really happy that for the first time in a really long time, um, I was able to step out of that rut, man. And I hope that it's a memory that my kids take with them for the rest of their life. Um, right. Uh, well, I just, hope that, I just hope that it made them happy because at the end of the day, that's honestly the only thing I care about outside of, you know, my three, don't get me wrong. I, I care about my friends and I care about their families and I care about their kids and everything like that. But outside of, my three, you know, there's nobody else I have to be really, truly accountable to. Right. You know, thing we always, we always try to, to try to hold like accountability standards based off of our friendships or who we associate with or what we've got going on around us, this, that, and the other, you know, what, whatever it is. But if we would just be, you know, directly committed to the people who are the most direct individuals in our lives, a lot of times, you know, our relationships will be a lot better. Right. Yeah. A lot of times you got to look at the big picture, but sometimes you're so narrow minded with certain things that we just forget the finer details, you know, and sometimes those finer details are what's really important. It's like how you have those things, like, like on certain documents and this and they had the fine print. A lot of people don't read a fine print, but a lot of times that fine print is what you need to read read <laughs> read first. Right. Isn't it isn't it hilarious that we uh that we use the phrase, you know, we went through it like a fine tooth comb or we went through it with a fine tooth comb, but half the time we won't admit that sometimes the comb that we use to go through it has uh, a lot of broken tips and things on it, you know, so we miss things. Oh, yeah. Because we purposely don't want to deal with them. Exactly. Exactly right. I mean, we're too busy trying to run from our situations, run from our problems, instead of facing it head on. It doesn't have to be a problem. It could be just any. It could be anything in life. I mean, if it's anything that feels uncomfortable to you, you tend to try to run from it or retreat from that problem situation because it's, it's the easiest thing to do well since we're speaking in metaphorical euphemisms can i just simply label what you just said you know you need to step up and grab the bull by the horns exactly yeah i agree with you man that's that's a damn i'm sorry that's a darn good point um i think you should elaborate on that for a minute well it's just well, i mean by that it's like sometimes in life that you can leave a lot of loose ends not because you don't want to tie those ends up. And if you go at it at full throttle, you know, it's like you said, grab it by the, by the horns, you know, it may feel uncomfortable. It may hurt a little bit. It may throw you around. It may be rough. But the thing about it is you went at it. You went for it. And at the end of the day, you accomplished something. It may take you a couple of times. It may take you two or three times, you know, but you eventually accomplish it. But the more you try to push it away and not try to 
build for head on and try to face the situation the worst it's going to get. I mean, we go through this every single day. I mean, like, seriously, we go through this every single day. We go through this with our jobs, with our families, our relationships. I mean, it's just our finances, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure people say, oh, I'll pay you next week. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to do that stuff, but it's just kind of the same way. You know, you sit there and push things off instead of just taking care of it right then and there. So you're talking about procrastination. Exactly. That's procrastination. It, procrastination is one of the number one things that kills kills your motivation. I feel like I feel like I need to drop a line by Bobby Bo- or uh, Bobby Boucher's mom right now from the Water Boy. Oh. Um, procrastination is one of the many tools of the devil. Well, that's true. To make sure it's confusion, sure it's confusion comes some sort of fear, some sort of doubt. There's just many tools of that negative power. Just, just for you know, the listeners out there that may not believe in religious stuff, but a negative power, a negative spirit, a negative situation. But for our for listeners that aren't religious, you know, there's so many different tools that the devil uses to try to hinder us and try to take us off our path. Then we just sometimes we fall through those cracks, and you just never know how deep that crack may go. But for lack of a better term, though, what you're basically saying is we try to build a life out of chaos. And when it doesn't work because chaos is completely and totally around us all the time, we sit and look for reasons to stop trying or we look for uh, people to point the finger at and we start playing the blame game, right? Because it's easier. It's easier to throw... It's easier to throw some, your problems on someone else or throw some problems on something situa- on their situation because you don't want to deal with it. So I got a question for you then. Why is it why is it we seem to thrive more out of chaos than we do out of any type of logical situations? Because doing something logical is so sometimes can be easier than doing something that can be can be too easy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like one plus one is two, that easy. But we rather do things the hard way or go around the situation that make things harder on ourselves when we don't really have to have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like all you gotta do is step over the creek. But no, you wanna have to try to build a build a bridge over it. And all you gotta do is step over it. I mean you don't have faith in the situation of trying to try to solve it. It's like when it's like when the uh, that Bible story when was it was it Peter and Jesus was on the on the water and Peter had doubt and they have faith that he can walk on water. But as soon as he had that faith and that courage built up to walk on water, he walked on water. I mean, that's what we do in our daily lives. You know, we go someone, we get so afraid to take on things, situations, that we rather just deal with the drama and deal with the toxicity because we, we're, we're used to it. We, we're, we're used to it and we think that it feels right. But isn't it? though how many times we see hear read <clears throat> you know random people people that we know that say oh I'm so tired of this I'm no longer going to do this I'm no longer going to subject myself to this I'm no longer going to put up with this and then we stand back and we watch them do it over and over and because they had because they had no accountability for themselves I mean I do it I do it myself. I don't know. I don't know. I, 
based off of accountability, though. My thought process as far as that goes is I think sometimes you get used to a, a specific way of being treated. And when you're treated different than what you're used to, a lot of times you will do everything in your power you can to sabotage it, make it worse, or run away from it in general. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that misery. I like misery loves company phrase. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so we're. When I think about it, it doesn't help that we're in a very toxic, negative world in the first place. So it just, it just adds on it, you know. So. You know, that mean? I, I think that kind of I think that kind of goes into like friendships, though. You know, I mean, because think about it. <clears throat> you and I both know this. We've we've been around for a little while now. You know, we've had lots of friends in our lifetime and everything like that. But think about the people who will look at you and say, hey, man, anything you're going through, you know, I'm here for you. I got you. And then half the time, whenever you hit them up, when you're actually going through something, they're nowhere to be found. Like, hey, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry you're going through that. Hey, I got this going on right now. Um, I will get back to you later. Exactly. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing shade on anybody else that has something going on in their life. I'm not sitting here saying that it's it makes you more or less of a friend, you know, because you got real life situations. going on. I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we always tell one another that we're going to be here for one another. But when push comes to shove, the only people that we want to be here for is ourselves. Everybody else is secondary. As long as ourselves are taken care of, we don't really care about anything or anybody else. I mean, that's just truth. It's not. That's just the truth. We are very selfish by nature. Well, you know what? It's just like, it's like the old saying. Same people say when when someone's loved one dies, and oh, if you ever, if you need anything, just let me know. And then then they may check on you for the next couple of weeks, maybe a next month. But after that, you don't hear from them no more. Yeah, you're right. But heck, I mean, I've done it. I'm pretty sure you've done it. I mean, we've, we've all done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just human nature. It's, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like, um, like, yeah, friends like you know what? I'm guilty. You're right. I, I'm guilty of that as well. I get wrapped up within myself and within my life and what I have going on. And ultimately, because it's my stuff, it, ultimately matters more than what somebody else is going through. I know it sucks. I don't mean to be that way, but man, that's just kind of how we're all hardwired. I believe, you know, look out for, look out for yourself first and then everything else comes second. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that until it becomes one of those things where it's just literally all about you all the time. Other than that, you have to look out for yourself first. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, right. nobody's going to take care of you except for you. Exactly. It's like a perfect, that's like a double-edged sword. You know, you, you want to take care of yourself, make sure you take care of yourself too. But also then again too, it's kind of like, if you take care of yourself too much and you're being too selfish and too conceited. Like no one knows, sometimes you don't know that perfect balance. You don't know that balance. That's what life is about. It's about balance, man. I mean, it's just how it is. It's about balance. But isn't that isn't that not the funniest thing of all? We talk about balance. We say we want balance. We say we 
we, we seek peace and harmony and balance within our life, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we do everything we can to sabotage it when we actually have it? Because you don't. Because because you don't know how to appreciate what you got. I mean, think about it. You know, it's and think about it. It's culture. It's culture has taught us to just when we don't need when we got something that's old and dingy, we just throw it away, get something else. We don't appreciate the things. I mean, I seen a funny, I seen a video on Facebook um, over there in Africa. Uh, this one of the churches, this church is closed for two years, right? Because of COVID and all that stuff. They finally opened their doors up. Right. Dude, people were screaming, happy, celebrating, rejoicing because they can go to church again. But here it is. In America, we have that freedom, that ability to go to church every single Sunday, every single Wednesday, whatever it is. And sometimes we just choose, oh, because I don't feel like it today. It's because we take advantage. We take. We don't take things serious enough. We don't take things that. I mean, it's just like with anything. I mean, we 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 don't think of it as important as it really is because people in other places don't have that ability to have what we got. Right. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point. But I just I just think a lot of it kind of goes back to, you know, how you were brought up, what's part of your your core beliefs, you know, what what you choose to be value in your life. Right. You know, some people choose uh, the job. Some people choose the love of money. Some people choose um, to. To, to be a heartbreaker. Some people choose to, you know, be a total nerd. You know, what, what, whatever your path is, what, whatever you choose, right? You get so wrapped up in one singular focus that you oftentimes forget to look at the bigger picture. Right. And that's the greatest problem that we suffer today is we don't always see the bigger picture of some of the things we're doing. We literally just look at it and go, you know what? I'm not promised tomorrow, which is right, which is fair. I'm going to live my life one day at a time, which is right, which is fair. But a lot of times with that type of view, it creates a tunnel vision to where you can't see things that are going on around you. Like people that live with that, like, don't get me wrong. 100%. I'm there with you. Like I'm, I'm there with you. None of us are promised tomorrow. You know, you, you, you could wake up dead tomorrow. I know mm-hmm. what I, said. I meant that as kind of a morbid kind of joke, but you know, you, you could wake up dead tomorrow. Um, none of us are promised that man. So right. live your life one day at a time. There's, there's not a problem with it. You know, it's not like it was, you know, 10, 15, 30 years ago where you planned for an extensive long-term future. You know, nowadays people are more, realistic than what they've ever have been. Mm-hmm. What do you think about exactly. that? I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, back in the day, you kind of just, you've been, it's been drilled into us that 
No, you go out, get out of school, you get get a job, you get married, and you live to be 80 years old, 90 years old, and then you die. Well, these days now, you lucky to know now. Sometimes you you lucky me lucky to meet lucky if you survive the third survive the ten, the twenty, the thirty. You know what I'm saying? People are dying younger and younger each day over you know, malicious crimes or disease or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, it's just life is more threatening now than it was probably before. Yeah, and I will go and I will go so far as to say this. You know, there there is a beauty way of thinking. You know, living your life literally one day at a time. There is a beauty in that because you know, if you just take whatever each day has to offer you and you live it to the fullest, then, you know, I, I personally think that's extremely successful. I think that is a very successful day as an individual, you know, however, there is a, a there is something that's scary about that as well, you know, because it's like, we're literally only planning for tomorrow. We're not planning for anything else. So what happens if, you know, let's just say we have a lot of things going on in our world right now. Let's just say that all of a sudden Russia decides that they're going to launch nuclear weapons at the United States. Well, you live your life a day at a time. What are you going to do during a nuclear holocaust? You know, if you manage to survive, how are you going to rebuild moving forward you know because do you just roll over and die or do you continue to try to keep fighting it's it's goes back to what you said bro it's it's just another double-edged sword all right it's just like our it's like like retirement and insurance and stuff like i hate paying car insurance every single month because each month i'm throwing out $200 a month and not even using it. But when I need to use it, it's there, it's there for you. So it's kind of like you're living life on a chance. Right. I mean, it goes it goes back to two things. You know, we can throw you know, we can throw a movie quote into it and then we can throw an us quote into it. You know, you I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Well, you and I live our life a quarter pounder at a time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just pretty much how it is. Um, you know, oh, I don't yes. know. If quarter, I don't know if this quarter pounder that I'm eating is going to be the last thing I eat. You know, I don't know if it's going to fully clog my arteries, and that's just going to be it. But I like the way it tastes, so right. You know, it darn is, it, I, I'm just going to yeah. try to enjoy it while I can. It's just like that uh, that comedian Gabriel Glacies. He was talking about, you know, if I'm living my life as like a day at a time, because I don't want to die knowing I had that. I got that one last taco, you know. <laughs> he exactly. goes exactly, and he goes. He's like, you know, when I'm on the on the bed on the table, and they open me up to do my autopsy, I want them to, to smell the tacos, the burritos, and the doctors say, "This guy lived a good life." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's what we. I think I think that what the problem is is that we are so focus on someone else's visual happiness, then we you know we then lose we then we lose vision of lose a view of our own happiness. You know what I'm saying? I'm like accepting yourself. Like 
if oh, you oh you're talking about always kind of trying to measure yourself compared to somebody else right well, I think we do it we do it every we do it every day you know sometimes you don't realize it oh I wish I was 30 pounds smaller oh I wish I was 50 pounds lighter oh I wish I was had this and that God, because such, such and such when you, you don't think about the situation you have and what what you got now I mean Number one, the main thing is you woke up in the morning. <laughs> Be happy about that. You know, two, if you got a house, you got a house. You got a car, you got a car. If you have multiple cars, you got multiple cars. Like, so we're too busy trying to live someone else's life that we wish we could have, that we forget about the life that we have, that we already already blessed and wealthy. Hmm. You're talking about waking up being happy and being thankful for exactly what you have and not wishing or wanting for something else. Ooh, that's deep, bro. That's deep, bro. Because what, but, but, but literally, man, what are we literally geared towards every day of our life from the time we enter into school? What are we taught? You have to chase this. You have to do this. You have to be better than the person that was there before you. And don't get me wrong, in certain situations, in certain circumstances, it is absolutely an applicable thing to say. But telling someone to be unhappy with what, you know, I'll just use you and I as an example, what our parents worked so hard to give us. You're telling us to be unhappy with what they worked so hard to give us. They gave us the best they could with what they had. You're telling us to be unhappy with it, and we should strive to be better, and we should teach our kids, do not settle for the life that we had. Well, I don't know about you, but I had a damn good life as a kid. So, no, that's not the message I'm delivering to my kids. I don't know about you whenever you have them, but that that's not me. Last thing about it, though, no, society has institutionalized us so bad that we're not good enough to get enough here. We're good enough there. We need to do this to get there. That there's so many stipulations just to go. It's like those cell phone video games. You get to a level, and you have to put money in there and get to another level because you can't. And but if you, if you keep on doing it the old way, it takes you longer to get there. But if you pay four ninety nine, you get a hundred, hundred, thousand bonus points to get you to this next level. Just, it's just how it is. I mean, right, right. But what they don't tell you is that four ninety nine only covers the one level. If you want more, you got to pay more. Exactly. It's always about chasing the dollar. <laughs> it's not about the fun of it anymore. It's about making money off of it. So things that started for you and I when we were kids, which don't get me wrong, I understand that those industries made a ton of money off of it. But something that started with one person's dream of sharing video games with the world turned into a corporate mogul monopoly. It's literally like Walmart in retail. It's the monopoly of the world. The same way with video games. 
and seeing as how most video games are played through mobile devices nowadays, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, look at the look at the console sales. Console sales have gone down. They've dwindled horrendously because you can get almost everything you want to play through your mobile telephone now. That's true. I mean, you can literally play Call of Duty and Battlefield and all that stuff and Fortnite on your cell phone. Literally. Well, so, well, yeah, I mean, it's just, it just made, it just things just, that mobile device has made life some too easy and too, too accessible to where we don't even work for anything anymore. I mean, heck, I'm, I mean, I'm doing it now. I got app on my phone now where it's all there is play music all the time and I get points for it. Because I use that to make extra money. Well, you know what I'm saying? But it's just true. I mean, I'm not gonna lie about it. But so far I'm already almost a almost a hundred almost made a hundred dollars this month. You know what I mean? But it's literally it's getting to a point where you're getting lazier and lazier and don't want to do the hard, don't want to do the work no more. I mean, look at our industries now. It's like, I mean, everything is going robotic now. Get rid of the human error. Yeah. Skynet, bro. Terminator uh-huh. 2, Day, 1992. 30 years later, we're seeing it happen. Uh-huh. I mean, like a lot of your places are places where you work at, I mean, Especially where we work at. I mean, you got full, you got lines, full lines now, are just fully automated. All you do is have one person just take parts out, put parts in. That's it. The line, the machine, the line does all the work. Yep. Because it saves, because it saves money. Because those machines don't need to have insurance plan. Those machines don't need to have checkups. Those machines don't need to have pills and medication. They just need to get PM and maybe a sensor change here and there. But it's a lot cheaper to have those than do. It's a lot cheaper to have those in the long run than it is to have a human employee. Right, but you're talking about something that's just recently kind of come over to us. You're talking about something that has been in production for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Like these, like especially in Japan. Like Japan has revolutionized the technology industry. Like seriously, Three quarters of most of their factories are fully automated factories. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's true or not, but like I seen this picture on Facebook that showed in Japan where their road had big sinkhole, and like two weeks later it was fixed. But here in America, we had that. It's, it's that, that road is closed for a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Different culture, different upbringing, different environment, different just set of values. 
You know, I've, I've known a lot of Japanese people in my lifetime. Um, they're very, very, very strict in their way of thinking. You know, it's it's very, very, very focused. Um, and they don't, you know, sway from it very often. Once in a great while, you'll have a variation that will come along. But they are pretty much fully an automated system in society. They really are. That's true. Even the humans are almost fully automated. <laughs> That's sad. It's, it's the truth. Getting, it's getting to the point where the term human interaction is slowly getting put in the way. Hmm. I mean, you're not wrong. Once again, you raise yet another really good point. I just... <clears throat> I don't know. Every time, <laughs> every time we realize as a people that they are trying to control the way that we are thinking, we rise up against it. We, we, we fight back. We do this and we do that. But what we oftentimes fail to see is that we are the ones who are more oftentimes than not empowering them to have that power over us to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's you, just... You, you, you no longer have to like or accept what a person is about or what a person stands about. You now have a voice, especially in this generation, to lift it up, speak it out, and you will actually get some to happen if that's what you want but you have to actually find that voice a voice that most of us have been taught our entire life we need to suppress because it's not right it's not part of the status quo it's not socially acceptable we just have been taught to just take it and go with it Mm -hmm. that's true that is one thing i will say that i do appreciate from the generation that i see before me you know, even though most of the time I want to school them in the, in the uh, art of manners, I do appreciate mm-hmm. if something is on their mind, they do not hesitate to speak it. So I do very much so appreciate that. That's true. What do you think? I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, think about back in the day, you kind of, if you see something that's not right, or you don't agree with it, you just, you just like you said, you've been taught to just, what's just the deal for it. And like now, if something's not right, or if something feels like it's not right, you have ten to fifteen people stand up for that your your view. Next thing you know, it, t- it turns into thousands and thousands. So now, like your voice can be heard even higher now because this generation um, is more boisterous about their feelings and beliefs, yeah, which is a good thing and a bad thing too. I mean. It's not about how you look at it. Well, I wasn't so much diving into perspective. I was just more or less diving into your perspective, you know, your own opinion on it. And which 
I feel like he gave, but also at the same time, I feel, you know, just like what we've been talking about, you know, you kind of hold back a little bit. And you do. And, and I get why. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we've always prided ourselves on being real and chill, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's true. I mean, there's been some times, situations where I work at, where we work at, uh, I felt a certain way about certain things. I think that should be changed, but I don't say nothing about it because they don't want to listen to you. <laughs> so I just keep to myself. I mean, it's a negative attitude to have, but I mean, you see other people, other people do it. And they don't get the response out of it. You kind of just be like, no, well, why should I say anything? Because obviously they don't want to sit down. So I don't listen to me for. So like you use, you so you use other people's failures as your people's failures as your key as your uh, motive to go forward. It sucks you out. <laughs> but then again, to make a change, sometimes you got to step out to make that change. <laughs> All right, Michael. I heard you line drop right then. Man in the mirror, make that change. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. I follow. I picked up what you was putting down. All right, we gonna step away for a couple seconds now for a word from our sponsors. We want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We will be right back. As always, thank you for listening to the Big Boy Live Podcast. Oh, hey. What's up? Welcome to the Big Boy Live Podcast, part two. Professor Ash. Oh, man. This has been really fun so far this evening, my friend. It's been, yeah, uh, it's, been far too long. it's been far too long. I got multiple complaints this week at the fact that we didn't drop a new episode in the last two weeks. Has it been two weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't realize it's been two weeks. Yeah, last week you was down in your back and you wasn't feeling good, remember? Oh, oh yeah, that was, dude, that was rough, man. I tell you, I'm still fighting with that. Not as bad as I was, though, man, but it's bad. It was crazy, man. I just, you know, it's it's just like life, dude. Like, you think you can do something and then you get a quick reminder that, hey, you know you can't be doing that stuff like that. I mean, and it takes a little while. You know how you know how it was back in the day, man, when you was younger. Like you go you fall, you you go fall and break your leg, and you be back and ready to run in the next 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 two days. Now you fall, hurt yourself, and you're out for a week. Oh yeah. It don't matter what it is, especially at this age. Mm-hmm. Bro, I could cough the wrong way and feel like I freaking uh uh broke my sternum. Man, I done it. I done it before, man. I coughed. I coughed and sneezed at the same time. And I, my back, my back popped. And I was 
thought, oh man, I was like the old man walking. <laughs> man, that was crazy. He said, I sneeze. I sneezed and coughed at the same time, and the only thing I heard in my head was swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. <laughs> I was gonna try to find a. I was gonna try to find a cane. Bro, I'm telling you, if anybody understands what you're talking about, man, it's me. Seriously, I got up out of bed today and I almost rolled my ankle, and I was like, "What the crap?" I was like, "I was just putting my feet on the floor." I was like, "I looked at my carpet." I was like, "Why are you trying to fight me right now?" Oh man, that was take something funny today, dude. So we're in church today for Easter Sunday, and you know, the pastor was talking about we you know, make sure that you know you're right with the Lord because you know He's coming back and all that stuff. If you don't know when you take your, you may take your last your next step, you might fall over dead, dude. Why did I almost trip and fall in church when he said that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, dude. I was just I was just moving sideways and I, I lost my footing and I almost fell. I said, Man, that would have been so bad. He was saying that and I'll fall over. Because I tell you what, man. Why did that happen? Because I'll tell you what, straight up, legit, honest, I think God has a sense of humor like Kevin Hart. That's why. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why you did that. So he can sit back and be like <laughs> Gotcha. gotcha. And he could come back and go, you thought it was your time. Yeah. No. See, what had happened was there was a problem with your checking and your savings, and that's why you almost tripped, because you didn't have that figured out yet. <laughs> man, I was rock. I, dude, I saved myself, man, because it was like it was like perfect timing. If, he, if I would have fell on the ground and him saying that, oh, man, it probably, people probably would have been like, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Bro, it was bad. I was like, oh, man. But I survived, though. You were like, the devil's got that one. Shoot. Boy. <laughs> but you know how it is, though, man. Like, it seems like it's like life. It's like how he gets you constant reminders on things, and like that's how life is, man. Like Sometimes you just get constant reminders that, hey, 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 watch it. You're stepping out the box, you know. Oh, you you talking about you talking about the natural checks that life has to mm-hmm. keep one of us in our lane, right? Oh yeah. When you start swerving over in the other lane, you know, there's that guardrail that pops up and throws your ass back in the lane you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got you. Yeah. I, man, I'm gonna tell you what. I don't know if that's the way you just exactly said it. Or if I just put it into the per uh, in the most perfect metaphorical sense that I could, but bro, that just resonated real deep with me, man. Like serious. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's in everything, dude. It's in everything we do. Everything in life that we have these little checks, you know, like bank, like banking, overdraft. You know, what I'm saying you trying to go out there to play basketball. No, good and well, you ain't play basketball in ten years. You twist your ankle. Physical. You know what I'm saying? I'm just. I mean, life has all these little. Hit, life has all these little. Uh, one thing about trying to think of what I'm looking for. <clears throat> signature hit marks to where when you think you're trying to 
get out of line or get out of the point where you know you should be doing that, it'll hit you. You're like, all right, you're right. <laughs> you know, you're right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old. I can't be crossing nobody over like I used to. Right. But at the same time, they'll sell me short because if in my mind, I think I can do it, then I can still do it. Even right. until, <laughs> even up until you prove yourself wrong. <laughs> I crossed him over. What happened? Oh, I crossed him over. I broke my hip. You know, the thing about it, I, I told someone else, <laughs> I, I told somebody else this. I was like, you know what? You need to go off your heart. And we, we all, we all, we all heard this before. You need to go off your heart. Because your heart won't lie to you. It's your brain that could tell you to lie. I think some that kind of, that's what the problem is. Sometimes we don't we don't go for that gut feeling or go for that, go for heart on things. Well I think oftentimes we screw a lot of things up by putting a sense of thinking into things that are incapable of thinking. You know, the gut, the heart. Um, they are incapable of thinking. What you feel with them is based solely off of emotion alone. And that within is what always um, causes the conflict, is we take the only thing within ourselves that is capable of thinking. And we try to push into other organs that are in our body that cannot think. We try to push into them thoughts, questions, um, emotions. When the only thing that they're capable of feeling is emotions, because obviously, based off of the higher level of thinking that you have in your brain, it triggers a reflex which triggers a reflex, which causes your heart and your gut to have those reactions. It mm -hmm. starts in the brain. And a lot of times we sit and we try to rationalize our feelings based off of our logic. And the only way that we as people thus far have been able to seem to comprehend this is by putting our feelings into the fact that that is our heart and our logic and and everything else into the brain section. And so we are literally acknowledging the fact that we are consistently at war with ourselves at all times, you know, the brain against the heart. But the reason that the heart has so much power that it has is because the brain is the one that's given it to it to begin with. You see what I'm saying? Like we give so much power to things that if we never gave them the power would never have the ability to control us. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's what baffles me so much, man. Because it's, it, we overcomplicate things that are literally so easy. Let me, let, let me ask you just a series of three questions right now. So I'm going to ask you something. Where you live. If you don't pay the rent, what happens? You get kicked out. So because you know the outcome, what do you do? You pay the rent. Okay. 
you walk into the place that you live, you flip a light switch. The lights don't come on. Was it because you missed a payment? Or because you refused to do it? You want lights on where you're at, so what do you do? Pay a bill. Right. So you pay that bill. Because two of the basic needs in life are what? Food and shelter. But electricity is what is dominated the most by, you know, today's society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to, to stay clean. You got to be able to, you know, do this and do that. So uh, in order to keep yourself clean and, and, you know, practice proper hygiene, you have to have a shower. So when that water bill comes due, do you pay that water bill or do you just simply ignore it? And Mm -hmm. wonder why the water got shut off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. So, So what I'm hearing is you saying three times, Take care of the things that you have to take care of, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is that so hard to understand from any other perspective? Because you put those things first. We can take care of the things that we know we need to take care of to have the basic necessities of life. But in order to take care of the things that we need to do to be a good friend, take care of the things that we need to do in order to be a good example, take care of the things that we need to do in order to be the best employee that we can be. We're like, eh, don't really matter. But we get offended when the job, life, and reality Besides, they're going to rear their ugly head and come down on us. Yeah. That's true. That's exactly true. I mean, we're given so many situations in life that we have to take care of. That we don't take care of and that we're going to be, you know, in, in the dark with no control of weather. Not to control temperature. I mean, it's it's like we're forced. We're forced to live this lifestyle that we want to have. Yeah. So you're, yeah, I mean, this is how it is. We're forced. Now, if you don't want that lifestyle, yeah, we can not pay our bills, and then we be out in the streets. But do you really want that? We don't have to. No, we don't. But if that's the path that we choose and that's a, you know, what ends up happening, you know, we always just step back. What do we do? We look for somebody to blame. Mm -hmm. 
instead of looking in the mirror at ourselves, we always look for somebody else to point the finger. That's true. You know, sometimes life gives us lessons from other people's failures, but sometimes we're too we're not sensitive enough to see that. I mean, I've learned well, a lot from other people's failures. <laughs> That's that's very true. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a quote from a movie and add one word to it. Life is pretty much, you know, if anybody has ever seen or heard the title of the movie uh, Lemony Snickets in a series of unfortunate events, life is literally a series of fortunate and unfortunate events. All right. That's pretty much all it is. You know, you're going to have good times. You're going to have bad times. If you can't make it through the bad times, you don't deserve the good times. Pretty much is what you learn along the way. You can't just fly on a high all the time. You have to be willing to fall. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to accept failure and use it as a motivator to build yourself up and be better moving forward. Yeah, that's true. But some people, once they fail, they just give up. They don't see it as, as a possible stepping stone to a success. Well, but see, a lot of that goes into, again, you know, what we define as success. What do you define as success? What is What is personal success for you? That's a good point. Everybody has their own different views. It's like when you have people that are into the same the same spot at a job for fifty years because they're satisfied that they're 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 uh, what's what I'm looking for when you're satisfied with something. I have word for it. Comfortable. Yeah, you're comfortable with that with that situation, so you don't want to change. Accustomed. Accustomed to it, yes. There you go. And sometimes it's not even. Sometimes it's one. It's one two things. One because you're accustomed to it, and you is it's what you know, what you it's what you know, which is easier for you to do, and you know it. Or two, is that your your abilities in life keep you at that level. I mean, it's, very good it's, I mean, it's every day. We, we go through this every single day at work. I mean, especially for you as being a, a team leader, you know, good will, you can't have Billy C, Billy Joe packing on your line when he's been running housings all his life. Right? So, because he's, he's satisfied with being in that, bizarre, that spot, so he doesn't want to do anything else. So, <clears throat> And if you got, if you got Susie G, that runs w- one position, but she wants to learn everything else, then you're more susceptible to have that person train on that vital po- that vital position than it is for Billy C. And your ability to change and ability to, to progress 
like I said before, it's ultimately up to you. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, you know, that's that's extremely well said, extremely well versed. You know, I just, uh, I just think pretty much the exact same thing. Just, I just think we've gotten way too soft for way too long. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things that need to stay soft, and there are certain things that need to go back to being. For lack of a better term, um, just because you participate in an event doesn't mean you get a trophy. Exactly. You know, that's one of my biggest things. You know, goes back to what you just said. You know, you, you learn more from failure than you do from that. Right. I mean, that's just how it is. You do learn more. I mean, you do learn more from, failure, from being your failures in life and everything. You just gotta just make sure that you can uh, not let that failures be your ultimate. Uh, what's one looking for? Yes, there you go. Downfall. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I really do. I just think that, you know, if we would, if we would measure failure the same way that we do success, I think oftentimes, you know, we would find ourselves in a much better place in a much better state than, you know, sometimes we often find ourselves in. Right. You know, because people don't understand and they don't realize, you know, you learn just as much from failures as you do from success. In fact, I personally believe that you learn more. You know, you've been at this point in your life. You don't ever want to reach this point again. So you do whatever you have to, to elevate yourself above that point. And in doing so, you teach yourself lessons along the way because you know where it's like to be at the lowest point that you have been in your life. Right. So you do everything you can to make sure that you never reach that again. Right. You fail. And in that epic failure, you taught yourself and how to succeed. Perfect, perfect example. When a little, when you're a little kid and you touch a hot stove, you learn right there and there that that stove was hot. You don't touch it again. Right. I mean, I mean, how many times? How many times did Mama or Grandma tell us, "The stove, baby, it's hot. The stove, baby, don't touch that stove. It's hot." I can remember at least thirty or forty times I got told that, and then at the age of five, I decided I was going to touch it. Yeah, and you learn right then there why they said don't touch the stove because it's hot. And then they look, and then they look at you like you're short. You know, I told you, did it? Did I not tell you not to do that? Yes, told me not to do it. Okay, then why didn't you listen? Well, I don't know. Well, I know because you're too stubborn. You don't listen. 
we all we all <clears throat> probably it's a problem we don't want to listen sometimes. We want to keep on. Sometimes you sometimes you, people are so thick headed and hard headed that they got to keep on touching so before you get the get the point. Yeah. And unfortunately, even oftentimes then, you know, we never really get it. Mm-hmm. We just don't. That's true. That is true. Like I said, you know, it's part of, it's part of that thing called life. Either you learn from it or you don't. No finer words have ever been said. So with that, we are going to go to our last commercial break. We're going to come back with our closing thoughts. And we appreciate you guys for being with us on this Easter. Thank you guys for listening. That's right, everybody. Thank you for listening into the podcast. This is your boy, Big Boy. This podcast is brought to you and sponsored by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Terra Jersey Enterprise will hook you up with some custom shirts. Also, Terra Jersey Photography, capturing your moments of today that make them last for a, a lifetime. But like I said, this podcast is brought to you by Terra Jersey Enterprise. Alibra la lasa. Why not? No, Che, senor. Cool. Oh, man. That's funny. We want to we wanna thank you guys for coming out tonight. This is... This has been... Well, probably the deepest podcast we've had in a minute, man. What do you think? I mean, it's pretty. I mean, yeah, it's pretty deep, and it was really calm. It was really a calm podcast. It was really a episode that was really just we talked. We hit on a lot of points. We hit on a lot of subjects. A lot of just uh, yeah, you're right. It it was. It you're right. It was very G rated. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't like there was no excitement there. It was just it was just real life. Real life talk, I and mean, sometimes you gotta have these uh, wind down sessions to um, things, and just be real, and just be like, that was out there. I mean, we hit on a lot of stuff tonight. We hit on a lot of stuff that keeps us holding that we do that keeps holding us back every day. Yeah, I <laughs> I completely agree, man. I I just I just think we had uh, one of the most you know kind of real life episodes we've had for a moment. Like you, a lot of stuff. Very very calm. Like I said, you know, I was trying to make a joke. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. I know it was kind of kind of bad timing, but it was like, hey, yeah, it was a very G red podcast. Sometimes we get. Sometimes we'll get a little higher in those ratings on the podcast, but, you know, uh, tonight was, uh, 
tonight was a good one, man. Right, it was. It was a real. It was kind. It was kind of one of those episodes where you can just relax and just. It's like one of those cigar talks, you know, cigar talk with a little cup of whiskey. You just sit there and relax with your good buddy and just talk. Yeah. One of those kind. Absolutely. Bro, that, that is an absolutely wonderful metaphorical illustration. Dude, that's that's spectacular. Thank you for that, man. Okay. That was great, dude. Because, see, you know me. Okay, so most people that listen to the podcast, they don't know how you and I think and how we process information. And so, you know, without going extremely too deep, because I know you got to get up real early in the morning. I just want to touch on the fact with my closing thought, the fact that I can be so open, like I can be so transparent. You know, I feel like it's one of the places and the venues where I feel like I can legit be myself. And that freeing feeling. And so with my personal closing thought tonight, and I'm just going to let Big Boy talk for the next 10 minutes because I know he's still got a lot on his mind. But with my thought, I'm just going to simply say this. I use the stereotypical Jerry Springer closing line all the time, take care of yourselves and each other. But in all honesty, if you actually say you're going to be there for somebody, man, be there. Because you do not know what they're going through. You do not know if you may be the last kind voice they ever will hear. You know, if you say you're going to do that, do it. If you know you are incapable of doing that, don't say it. Exactly. Be the best version of yourself that you can be every day. And honestly, thank you for the platform. Floor is yours, brother. You know, you said be the best person that you can be every day. You know, sometimes that's hard for us to do that. Sometimes it's hard for us to be the best person we can every day because we don't know our, because we ourselves don't know who our best person even is to be that best person. So we go off in this feeling and this mental thought that we think we know what we are doing for ourselves and our life, what we're supposed to be, but deep inside, we really don't know exactly what the heck we're doing. Are we doing just following the lead of someone else? Falling in the need of the path, just like how the ants stay in line. Well, if one thing gets in their path, they lose their mind. Hashtag bars. But it's just kind of like how it is. Sometimes you got to step outside the box and do your own thing. Sometimes you got to do what's right for you. You know, and doing what's right for you in your heart and your feelings is not going to always be selfish. It's just Sometimes you got to do that sometimes. And sometimes it's hard to think about yourself. I mean, so you used to think about everyone else and give them to everyone else. So I hate to interrupt you, but I have to ask a question based off of what you just said. Who is to tell you when is the right time to think for you? You. You or somebody else? You. 
we we lot sometimes a lot of people here they sit there and wait for someone else to tell them that they're doing something wrong instead of recognizing it's their own self that they're doing something wrong. But then again, too, sometimes we need that accountability partner to tell you, hey, man, I know there's something. I know you've been kind of slipping a little bit. Just want to let you know. But like you said earlier in the podcast, the only person that's responsible for you is you. So that key phrase, our key closing thought, be responsible. I want to interrupt you again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to interrupt you just to say this. You know, two months ago, and I know you remember it, you were one of the ones that read it. And after you read it, you know, it's what started podcast <clears throat> I posted a post on my Facebook that was basically simply entitled I got you okay and the only reason I'm saying that and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because that's what I want the basis of the podcast to be tonight based off of what he said based off of what I've said based off of everything that we have said collectively, just understand that we got you. Like, y'all need somebody like we're here. You do not have to go through it alone. Exactly. You know, one of the uh, motivational speakers I listen to occasionally, and said, he said, write down three names of three people that you know that they will hold you accountable for whatever it is you're trying to strive for. Because you know if if you don't if you fail them, then you you fail. Sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes you get right. You ask yourself, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for your family? Are you doing this for if you got kids, you trying to do something to make a life better for them? Sometimes you got to write that stuff down. I mean, write stuff down on paper. It, you connect to it more deeply than you do just saying it or typing it into your phone. When you actually pick, pick that pencil up and, and put it on paper and write, it means more. You get more of a mental, uh, mental attachment to it. It's like when they say, when you... You have a lot less tendency to spend less money if you spend if you if you pay for cash all the time than it is if you fill pay, pay for card because it's less it's less emotional attachment to a card and it's actual physical cash. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to interrupt you again. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. Keep going. Uh, that was it, bro. That was it. <laughs> that was the main thing, bro. Well, 
I don't know. Like I said, I, I just, yes, I wish we would be about ourselves in healthy ways, but I wish even more so that when we said we were going to be about others, we would actually do so. Exactly. So do not enter into a commitment that you are not willing to see through to the All right, bro. Thank you for the time. I love you. I appreciate you, man. Great podcast. Appreciate you, man. Bro. Yeah.